It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk, presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. Got Kara Levin's very own Reggie Wilson with me, so life is good. Thursday, Reg, one more day, baby, almost there. Yeah, that music got me unusually hyped today. I know it's the same music, but like it hit different Once today. Once in a while, was, it catches me. Yeah. A little beat bopping, a little bopping back and forth. I'm All with right. that. I'm feeling better than the twins. <sighs> All right, well, we got a good show lined up because we're going to get a nice little Twins vent session in today, plus Viking Superlatives Day, and later, Mm. I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean. It's all coming up on Superior Sports Talk. So, let's talk about those Twins, shall we? Hey, Reggie, Groundhog's Day was on TV last night. Did you catch that? Starring Rocco Baldelli and Emilio Pagan. Fourth blown late game lead to the Guardians, and the last... Nine games. Oh, my God. This lead should be up to 10. Twins up three in the bottom of the 10. Fans losing their minds when they see Emilio Pagan run out of the bullpen onto the field. Do I even need to say the rest? Pagan gives up three runs. Poof, all tied up. (laughs) Cotton comes in. All the momentum's gone. Cleveland steals another one with a four-run 10th inning. Absolutely gut-wrenching to watch this over and over and over. To Twitter we go. Aaron Gleeman, the geek, last night. Twins' last four losses to Cleveland, they had a win probability as high as 92%, huh. 98%, 82 <laughs> and last night, 95% win probability going in to the bottom of the 10th inning, up three runs. If the Twins had won all four, they'd be up 10 games in the AL Central. Wow. Even winning three of four, you'd be up eight games. Instead, wow. they only lead by two. Wow. You know. I ripped off a bunch of stats on Pagan yesterday, like league worst, 7.08 ERA, et cetera, blown leads, leads the league in that. Well, those are all even worse now. How's the song go? It's my birthday. I'll cry if I want to. Well, it is my birthday, and I want to cry with Twins fans. Appreciate you. I want to cry with Twins fans after that one. Hey, Twins bats came up, did their job. Kepler and Kurloff, who's absolutely on fire since he was called back up, by the way. Both with home runs, two RBIs each. Urshela with a bomb shot. Buxton and Correa both had the day off, but they came in, pinched it, both got on base. Not the bats' fault here, Reggie. Fans taking their blood pressure and heartburn meds this morning as we speak, just trying to digest all of this. A lot of fans calling for Rocco here, but... As you said yesterday, what's he supposed to do here, Reggie? He's got no one else in the bullpen. Thoughts on last night's game, and where in the world do we go from here? I don't know. <laughs> you know, last night, it was incredible. You know, they were down 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. Mounted the comeback. Correa comes up, pinch hits, RBI. You know, it's, it's good times. Then Kepler comes up, bam. Boom. Okay, six. Okay, look, hey, look, all you have to do is just hold on to a three run lead. Should be simple, right? Come on. And so I tweeted last night. I said, okay, that's all, that's all well and good. Okay, that, that's fine. Who's coming up to pitch in mm. the bottom of the 10th? Mm. And my mentions went ablaze. <laughs> 
And in my in the back of my mind, I'm like, of course he's not going to throw Pagan out there. There's I mean, no, way. Sure, no, he's not going to do that. Not in this high leverage situation. Mm-hmm. You know, even a three run lead is a high leverage situation at this mm-hmm. point with this bullpen. And then everybody's just like, if it's Pagan, we charge with pitchforks. <laughs> Pitchforks na- nation coming out. And then they come back from commercial break. And who's warming up? It was like that scene off of ATL when he cornered a uh, little bro just out in the alleys. Hold on. I-, I know that in who I think it is. Triple take. Not even a double take. Triple and take. And it was just like, what? oh, my gosh. And, of course, you know, the regular season – there's already a runner on second base, so you're like, oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. Right. All right. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're looking up, oh, that runner's at third now. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's two on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. There it is. Six it to four. Oh. All right. Okay, well, okay, get him out of there. Get him out of there. Okay, really right. quick. Get him out of there. Okay, this is not his game. It, it Usually it's not his game, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Jarrell Cotton comes up. My man's threw Naylor six straight fastballs. Like, didn't even try to, to mix it up. You what know, no kind of variety, no mm-hmm. kind of diversity of pitches. He's like, here, uh, I'm just going to throw this gas, see if you can hit this. Naylor's like, yeah, I, I got this. Bam. Let's go home. And it was just like, when it happened, my guy Andy and I in the sports office, we were just laughing. We were just like. That's all you can do. All you That's can do is laugh. And do. it wasn't that, like, the misfortune of the twins. No, no. Like, I even tweeted last night. I was just like, LOL, 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 Because <laughs> I was just like, that's just funny. Like, you just, <laughs> like, I saw I saw my guy uh, Henry Lake on Twitter last night. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, Emilio Pagan? Get outs, man. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, he can't. He can't, man. He's got, you know, like like last night's game was classic lemon booty. Yeah. And it, it just, it was like of epic proportions of the lemon booty, man. Like it was just, it was wild to just watch it unfold in real time. And that is just, it's demoralizing. You you say like, look, it's not the bats. Like that's two two games in this series where, you know, Really, Carlos Correa kind of plays hero, brings him up, one run. You know, Kepler's like, look, that ain't a big enough cushion for me. I need three. Mm -hmm. And this still isn't enough. Like, it's not sustainable to go out there and and score seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven runs every game to try to, like, provide a cushion enough for the bullpen so they don't blow it. Like, that's not sustainable. And we said that coming into the season, but we were more so talking about the starting pitching. We didn't know that this bullpen was going to be what is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to do something. Something is not clicking with this bullpen. And Rocco's like a – he's like the definition of insanity. He's just going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, hoping for a different result. And if you look at Pagan over his last several starts, Sunday. Sunday was the outlier. Mm-hmm. He's lights out on Sunday. And, you know, in a vacuum, you look at it. Lavelle Neal from Star Tribune, he tweeted last night, the Paddock trade just wasn't the right trade to make. And it's just like, man, like, it's easy to say that right now. And I love Pretty Lavelle. Easy. But yep. it's really easy to say that right now because, you know, Paddock 
is 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 you know rehabbing the elbow now after Tommy John, and Taylor Rogers is out there just you know, and you're like, man, if if we had Taylor Rogers last night, we'd be in a much better situation. But it's just like, man, you could play that woulda, coulda, shoulda, because if Paddock doesn't get injured, he's out there, you know, really contributing as a starter, and maybe he's going deeper into games, and maybe you don't have to, you know, leverage the bullpen like you like you're doing, like. That type of hindsight is always tough because, you know, there are so many things that could break out one way or another. But, you know, when they were making that trade, so many people were saying like, oh, man, you hate to lose an arm like Taylor Rogers. You hate to lose it. Like that's a bullpen arm that is solid, that's consistent. You hate to lose that. But, you know, that you got to you got to uh, you got to spend money to make money. And so that was the that was the going rate for getting a starter. You had to give up Rodgers. And it's just tough to see this bullpen just blow game after game after game and really not not see the the wins that should be because of it. You said like if they got those four wins that they've blown, they'd be up 10 games. Mm-hmm. 10 games in this division. With you know not knowing where the White Sox are gonna be in a matter of months, like, and and really just have having your time to stomp on Cleveland head to head, and you blow it like that, like two games, like at least you're still in front. Okay, right. we'll, we'll play devil's advocate there. Okay, still in front, glass half full guy. Right, not gonna win them all. Let's but be realistic. Ten that happens. games, yep. as opposed to two games, that swing Oof. is crazy. I said it yesterday. It's such a tough balance in baseball as a coach to know when to ride someone out who is slumping and struggling because it's just such a difficult situation. But as you just mentioned, what's the old saying? How does it go? Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, over again and, over. and expecting different results. Twins fans have seen enough. I said after the first blown game, this may be the best thing that could happen to them because now there's no excuses. We know this is a good talented playoff caliber team that -hmm. needs to go out and address their biggest weakness before the trade deadline and add bullpen help. Since then, there's been three more wins turned into losses. Twins lead, as you mentioned, down to two. One game left with Cleveland with the air and momentum just sucked out of that clubhouse. I got to imagine finishing strong here on on a high note is an absolute must just for their psyche alone. You know how we could take our minds off all this? With Arcade 1-Up. NBA Jam is back with Arcade 1-Up. Boom shakalaka, Reggie. Arcade 1-Up is the place for fun. They've even got more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $3.99. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. Do you ever play any NBA Jam, by the way, Reggie? Oh, heck yeah. Hey, Come on. You know, everybody picked the Bulls, Jordan, Pippen, Robin. Everybody picked the Jazz, Carl Malone and Stockton. But you know who's a sneaky team in NBA Jam? The Sonics with Gary Payton, the glove, Ooh. and Sean Kemp. That was always oh, my yeah. go-to team, man. How fun was that? That fun. Oh, yeah. Good times, man. Take me back. All right. Weekly tradition on the show. ESPN's power rankings were released. Twins dropped from 12 to 13. Article notes the shocking departure of pitching coach Wes Johnson in the middle of a playoff season. Guardians dropped from 14 to 15. They got hot, winning 17 of 21. Then they got cold, losing 6 of 8. White Sox dropped 16 to 17. Quick thoughts, power ranking this week. You know, 
it's consistent you know it's about it's where been consistent yeah. yeah yeah but i think i think you know we talked about like them possibly being up 10 games in the division i think right. they are higher on this list if they win some of those games that they no lost doubt. top 10 because yeah. yeah but the cool thing about this is and and i think that's why i you know, applaud them for, you know, only dropping one spot down to 13. The resilience of this team, because if I was on this team, I'd be demoralized like a long time ago. Like, dang, man, we keep, mm. we doing everything. We, like if I'm Carlos Correa, if I'm Byron Buxton, like if I'm some of these guys that are really, you know, contributing Luisa Rise and, you know, I'm helping put this team in position to win games night in and night out. And then I see the bullpen just do what they do night in and night out. I'm upset. I'm like, man, I'm not what I'm not doing this for my health. You see this home run I just hit? Come on, baby. I'm trying to win us games, baby. But it's so funny because they could come out after that demoralizing loss last night. They could come out against the Guardians today and whoop up on them and, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Like, go back up three games on these guys. Like, that's the type of team that this has been this year, you know. We've looked at how they've been terrible against some of the bad teams in stretches, and then they come out against some of the better teams and they beat them down, and you're just like, what is this team? Like, I don't understand. What's going on? But I think 13 is is pretty solid. And, you know, a couple months into the season, you're okay with that. You can manage that because you, you see it and you're just like, wow, like this team, it seems like this team has played like a full season already with some of the ups and downs, highs and lows that they've had, the injuries that they've battled, you know, losing a pitching coach now. And now you're, you know, going to try to fill from within that gap. Good luck, buddy. You see that bullpen last night? You see that bullpen this season? Good luck, my guy. Whoever takes over, God bless. Because Wes Johnson's like, man, you know what? College is easier than this. Like, his his last game with the Twins is today, and he's just probably like, get me out of here. Get yeah. me out of here. I God, can't do God. this anymore. Rocco's like, man, Wes. Wes, just go out there and help these guys. He's like, man, Come on, man, I can't help this. You know what? I'm leaving. I'm going back to college. Like, I can't help these dudes. These dudes are a lost cause. I'm out. And maybe Wes knew something we didn't before, long before all this unfolded. Godspeed to him. Yeah, a little shuffle at the top, too. Yankees won per usual. Astros bumped the Mets at two, who dropped to four. Dodgers stay at three, followed by the Braves at five, Padres at six. Twins lead over the Guardians back to two games, as mentioned. Final game today. After noon start first pitch 1210 Chris Archer on the mound versus Shane Bieber Reggie and I will be back here tomorrow to break it all down all right to football we go 73 days left until week one NFL season kicks off it's superlatives day today breaking down the Minnesota Vikings and what could be in 2022 we know the moves new regime analytically sound GM making the moves pass driven coach calling the plays core players back and healthy so let's dive into it first one up Viking superlatives breakout guy a guy you think is gonna bust out this year in 2022 Reggie Ooh, breakout guy how about Lewis scene Ooh, boy that is you know that's funny because first of all can't go wrong with Lewis scene absolutely excited so jacked up to see him hit the field but I think it may take him a little bit longer to get on the field because my breakout guy I'm going way deep in the well. Cam Bynum. And hear me oh. out. 
Cam Bynum in his first year as a fifth round pick showed a lot of promise. Two year captain at Cal, one pick in three games started, over 30 tackles, couple passes defended. They're going to have to find a way to get all three of these guys on the field. And I think once it's all said and done between Lewis Seen and Cam Bynum, they're going to have a really clear, nice path to transition out of that Harrison Smith era whenever that may be, two, mm -hmm. three years down the road, because they got two really young, solid safeties in Cam Bynum and Lewis Seen. So they're yeah. interesting. couple safeties, young safeties in the, uh, in the mix there. All right, next one. Comeback kid. Comeback kid for 2022. I think there's two kind of obvious choices fans are probably screaming at the TV right now for. The obvious one for me, Big Irv. Irv yep. Smith Jr. Yep. We'll see what, what he does coming back from the injury. I think everybody is expecting him to have a big year. I think this coaching staff and this Vikings mm -hmm. team is expecting him to have a big year. And he has everything in place to do that. Full health, complimentary uh, offense where he's going to get his spots to, you know, really do some damage and an offensive-minded head coach that is going to put him in positions to excel out there on the field. And if he does what it is that people think, he might be in line to get paid after mm -hmm. this season. So I, th that's my obvious choice. I guess a, another choice could be like Zadarius Smith. I got Daniil Hunter. I mean, back-to-back -back landing on the IR. I thought Hunter and Irv Smith. Certainly Zadarius, though, should be thrown mm -hmm. in that mix. Season-ending injury. Only played, what, one game last year coming off a back injury. But yep. Daniil can't go wrong either way. Irv or Daniil. Yeah. Daniil, both just loaded with talent. That's why I think fans are just banging the table. Say, just stay healthy because you know what they can do when healthy. I mean, Daniil mm -hmm. Hunter, former pro bowler, all pro, defensive player of the year candidate. Just the a freak. Two years. Yeah, just a freak. The two years that he was healthy, 14 and a half sacks each season, gets after the quarterback and just so dominant. Long overdue, teasing us here for the last few years. But Irv Smith as well, we've talked a lot about him on the show, of course. Same thing. We know he's got talent and we just mm -hmm. want to see him stay healthy and get on the field with a guy like uh, Kevin O'Connell. See what he can do with this offense. He's going to be hungry this year too, as you said, into a free agent season. All right, next one up. Rising star. Who's a rising star? on this Vikings roster right now when you comb through this top to bottom? Man, I kind of have a little bit of a tie here. Okay. I'll go rising star Andrew Booth Jr. Mm. Mm -hmm. And K.J. Osborne. Mm. I love it. That was my K.J. Osborne. I think we both agree there for sure. K.J. Osborne, man. I mean, some people may say, well, wait a minute. I mean, he, he's not really a breakout guy. He had, what, 50 catches, seven touchdowns, over 500 yards last year. But think about it. Adam Thielen's going to miss a couple games here or there. He's going to slide into the number two receiver in a Kevin O'Connell pass-happy offense. While Justin Jefferson's getting double and even triple covered sometimes, you got Dalvin Cook. He forces a safety in the box. I just think K.J. Osborne, when given opportunities, all he's done is show up and produce. Yep. And I'm excited to see him, man. I think he's going to be a rising star, whether it's as wide receiver three in this pass-happy offense or even wide receiver two, maybe. I think Brian O'Neill was my honorable mention. Certainly a rising star. Just been an absolute rock a stud at right tackle and never gets any national recognition hopefully this will finally be that year all right next one 
don't forget about? Who's a guy that maybe people are quick to forget about or doesn't get a lot of love or attention in the media or on Twitter with fan base, whoever it may be? Don't forget about. Don't forget about Jordan Hicks. They brought yep. him over. You know, he was he was uh, kind of falling out of favor. Even though he had 100-plus uh, tackles last year for the Cardinals, they decided they wanted to go young mm-hmm. and, you know, go with the youth movement. And he's just kind of on the, the, the outs. And it's just like, well, this guy is still a very, very productive football player. And the Vikings were like, yes, he is. Come on, let's, 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 let's do this over here in Minnesota. You come play with us. You like the cold, right? You can do it, right? Okay, cool. We got a dome. It's all good. And so I think <laughs> – He's a guy that is going to be just, you know, we talk about Adam Thielen. He's like a mm-hmm. consummate pro, mm-hmm. going to be consistent. You know, he's he's just going to be a, a a consistent force for that defense, I feel like. He was my honorable mention. He was my number two. Three straight 100 tackle seasons, 150 tackles in 2019. Gets his hands on the ball, passes deflected, interceptions. Cheap deal, by the way, too. What, two years, eight million bucks, something like that? I couldn't believe he couldn't get more money on the market. But my pick, DJ Wadham. I brought him up mm. about a few weeks ago, DJ Wanham, that third pass rusher behind Hunter and Zedarius. Zedarius and Hunter both play 13 games. We'd all take it. we say, all right, well, better than the alternative, right? Mm-hmm. But DJ Wanham, somebody needs to be that third pass rushing guy. He quietly had eight sacks last season. I think yep. when some of those guys miss some time, DJ Wanham, like KJ Osborne, is just going to step up into that starter role. And I think he's starting to really hit the peak of his full potential here now in season four. New defense, Ed Donatel, new scheme. Gets his hands on the four passes deflected. You see him standing up, maybe dropping back in coverage a little bit, able to get his hands up in passing lanes. I'm excited to see that as well. All right, next one up. Needs to rebound. Who had a uh, maybe a little down year that, I mean, people still have some high expectations. This guy's got a rebound in 2022. Pretty obvious for me, Garrett Bradbury. He was kind of going through a little bit of musical chairs with Mason Cole last season. You know, Mason Cole is now with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and so it's his time to shine. They didn't extend that, that fifth-year option for him, so they're like, look, come on. We need you to prove it for us. Let us know why we drafted you. Well, we didn't draft you, but let us know why the the former regime drafted right. you in the first round. Like, come on, it's it's time to show and prove. And you know, in this offense this season, that center position is going to be very critical um, to that that offense's success. And he's got to bring it. He's got to come with it. Yeah, put up or shut up, do or die time. He's heading into a free agent year as well. This is it. I mean, if he doesn't show enough on the field to hold his own and give Kirk Cousins that clean pocket he needs to step into. It's see you later, sayonara. They're going to have to bring in more talent or find an interior lineman that's currently on the team that can step in and not only play to that same level, but play better than Garrett Bradbury was. Certainly a lot of high expectations for a first-round pick. Needs to rebound for me, Cam Dantzler. Didn't necessarily have a bad season, but there was a couple moments there where... It just got dark, man. It got bleak for him. <laughs> Obviously, the Detroit Lion game giving up the game-winning touchdown on a 12-yard button hook. That can get in the head, the psyche of a young kid, a young player. And we know Mike Zimmer put him in the doghouse after that one, too. Oh, yeah. He needs a fresh start with Ed Donatel as well in this new defense. He needs to rebound because he's going to be relied on. He's going to be asked to be a starting cornerback. or He's going to be on the field at yeah. least early while these young guys like Andrew Booth, Caleb Evans, even Chandon Sullivan, 
evolve and start to find their footing and find their role on this team. So Cam Dantzler, Garrett Bradbury, can't go wrong with either of those guys. You know what those guys need? Athletic Greens. Unlock your talent with Athletic Greens, whether you're going paleo, vegan, keto, dairy-free, even Mm gluten-free. Athletic Greens has you covered with 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, superfoods, and probiotics. Visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network for your first taste of Athletic Greens that has over 7,000 five-star reviews. That's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, keep it moving. 2022 Viking superlatives. Give me a dark horse MVP. Now we know MVP usually always goes to the quarterback. Most important position in sports. But who's a dark horse? Like outside the box, color outside the lines a little bit here. Who's a dark horse MVP in your opinion? Uh, so I was going to go Kirk Cousins just because like that, he's, that could not, be. Yeah. he's not had like a, a MVP type season. And That's you know, true. like usually that is a quarterback position position and Mm -hmm. he's not usually the quarterback that you think of to have something like that but if he comes out and balls in this new offense like that could be a case but if we're if we're gonna go outside of the quarterback position I think it's pretty simple to me Justin Jefferson no doubt no doubt I mean the expectations for this kid he has done some things no other receivers have done in a run first conservative offense it's just so exciting to think about the true potential that Kevin O'Connell's going to bring in that Cooper Cup style role. JJ for sure. Uh, if it's not Kirk, the quarterback, the obvious pick, JJ's got to be it. I'll give you another dark, dark horse deep down the well. How about Eric Kendricks? Mm. This guy could be the captain, the heart, the soul of this new defense, and he does it all. He's going to have 100-plus tackles. He's going to get a couple sacks. He's going to get his hands on the ball with some interceptions and passes deflected. But he could be, again, just the core nucleus to this new defense with a lot of new moving parts, a lot of new young guys, returning vets. They need some Somebody they can rely on just show up game in and game out with the green dot call in place Eric Kendricks if this defense turns around I think Eric Kendricks may be the reason behind that uh, when it's all said and done and the dust settles all right last one under the radar who's a guy that gets you excited uh, you see a lot of potential just scratching the surface that maybe it's too early to to start talking about as a for sure thing who's going under the radar St. Louis stand up <laughs> Armand Watts, for sure. Armand Watts, what do you like about him? I just think that he's an ascending player. Mm-hmm. You know, under Coach Patterson, he yeah. really just showed a lot of development. You know, it, 
maybe you call him a little bit of a later bloomer or whatever, but I think he just needed a little bit of time to just transition to the NFL game. And I just think that he's an ascending young player and in this new defensive system, they're going to call on him to, you know, do a lot. And I think he's going to be up to the challenge. Yeah, and he had to move around a lot. They were trying to figure out his true best position to maximize his talents those first few years Mm -hmm. under Patterson and Zimmer. They were moving him around all the time on the edge, three-tech, even nose tackle once in a while. And now he's a five-tech, and he's the starter. So he's got a clear path to producing and being productive on the field. And I'm excited about Armand Watts, too, because that's a guy that, again, when you look at all the starters, he never gets talked about, but he's going to be on the field the majority of the time. Under the radar for me, running back, not Dalvin, not Madison, Kene Nwongu. Boy, did he flash some big things last year. Two return touchdowns on special teams. I think coaches are going to be forced to find a way to get him involved in the offense at times. We know Alexander Madison sitting free agency next year, likely not to be retained and re-signed and brought back. Dalvin Cook, yeah, known to miss a couple games here and there, get dinged up. Who's next up? Kenan Nwangu. I'm just excited to see him in a Kevin O'Connell offense, maybe on third mm-hmm. down, passing option out of the backfield. We'll see how it all plays out. Seems buried right now. That's why he's under the radar. But looking not only in 2022, but the future, I think Kenan Nwangu could be a pretty solid running backfield for sure. All right, there you have it. Viking superlatives for 2022. Kind of fun just to sit back, think about just which players on the roster could bust out in a big way. and Just could be a lot of fun to watch here too coming up. 73 days until week one NFL kicks off one month before training camp at TCO and Egan full practice schedule just released up on viking.com go check that out until then Reggie and I got you covered every step of the way all right time has come favorite segments here I'm gonna put Reggie on the hot seat covering all the latest hot topics in Minnesota sports first up Did you see this one, Reg? Sources say Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell have signed contracts for a heavyweight boxing exhibition on July 30th, a month from today, at Crypto.com Arena in L.A. What does it mean for both athletes and, I don't know, their reputation? Like, we know Peterson was still hoping to play in the NFL this season. Does this mean his playing days are, like, officially over? Is this when you know the days of the NFL are officially done when you see something like this? Also, who you got? AP or Le'Veon Bell? I think, yeah, I think that's it, man. I, that's toast. Yeah, that that's it. Because when you're you're signing on the box, like, you know, doing? not saying that you can't be diverse in sport, but, you know, no keep doubt. the main thing the main thing at this point. You can't go from one gladiator sport to the next. Like, right. You're just a glutton for punishment at this point. Right. What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you're going from getting hit in the head to getting hit in the head. Like, is that <laughs> is that smart? Like, I don't I don't know. Like, you got kids, man. You got family. Like, you survived one sport relatively intact, and now you're just gonna go to another sport that is almost as brutal, if not more brutal, than the one that you just survived. Like, I, I don't understand that at all. But a lot of people. We're in my Twitter mentions talking about how, you know, his his net worth is kind of in the can a little bit. And this is a, a chance for him to to get a, a little bit of a payday to help himself out. And so maybe that's the case. I don't know. You know, Le'Veon Bell has forfeited quite a bit of money in his career just from him, you know, standing on his own beliefs. That's right. Like, I guess yeah. you want to call it. And so, you know, when he came back from that year off, he was not the same running back. He was not the same guy, and he 
And, you know, he just kind of flamed out really quickly. And, you know, now he's going in. I know he was starting the boxing training, you know, as he was with the Ravens and, you know, things like that. And I guess this is something that he's going to try to pursue full time. That being said, I got AP. <laughs> with that being said, AP, he's going to dust him. He's going to knock him out. You know, grew up here in Minnesota, lifelong Viking fan, Adrian Peterson, one of, if not one of the all-time greatest Vikings I've ever watched from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Such an illustrious career. Brought us so many electric moments and seasons and games and stuff fans will never forget. To be honest, when I read this, kind of bummed me out a little bit. Kind of mm. sad, man, to be honest, because whether he's doing it just for a paycheck, dude's made the most of any running back in his career. Edrian James is second with like 67 million earned. Adrian Peterson's in triple digits. He's made over 100 million bucks. Wow. And you got to resort to a celebrity boxing match for another paycheck. Kind of bones me out a little bit. We know he wanted to stick around in the NFL as long as possible. Try to break Emmett Smith and some other rushing records in there. It's one thing to be a Herschel Walker and be like, this is my new hobby. I want to stay fit and this is a great way to do it. It's another thing to have to resort to this to get another paycheck saying that i got ap2 AP. Exactly. i want to see what those i want to see what that vegas line is it's got to be ap but you know three to one no way Le'Veon bell still stands a chance are you kidding me all right next one up what does it mean minnesota timberwolves forwards ron prince has agreed to a two-year 16 million dollar contract extension what does it mean for free agency and Tim Connolly's game plan after locking up Prince to the fold? Remember, they also extended Nas Reed and Jalen Noel, who both are in the mix. Prince averaged 7.3 points per game in 69 games for the Wolves last season. What do you think Tim Connolly's game plan is now, free agency, starting up here today? You know, I think he's just kind of going to pepper the team. Mm -hmm. You know, first priority, get your own guys signed. Yep. You know, Prince is a good rotational player. He's come in and, and really gave them some meaningful minutes. And then, you know, Nas Reed, Jalen Noel, those are guys who come off the bench and give you some good energy. They give you some good play as well. You know, uh, we were just at the press conference the other day, and head coach Chris Finch talked about how he expects Jalen Noel to kind of take that next step moving forward and really kind of be more of a playmaker. Um, out there on the floor and, and challenge for more playing time moving forward. And I think that's something that they are relying on him and that, you know, contract, the exercise and the option, I think, was them showing good faith in his ability to do that. That being said, you know, I, not really a whole lot that you can do with the money that you kind of have tied up in all the players there. But, you know, I think they're going to continue to try to do things to help the team with, like, rebounding. You know, they drafted Walker Kessler. I don't know if they expect him to really be an impact player right away. So that being said, you know, they signed Greg Monroe down the stretch last season. Maybe they signed some sort of big man presence like that to just help them with rebounding and things like that. Still don't know what's going to happen with D'Lo. It's still early. You know, some of the teams that you thought maybe, you know, trying to pursue him, Maybe not anymore, you know, with with the Knicks, you know, in their pursuit of Jalen Brunson, um, the the Clippers and, you know, them being rumored to to sign John Wall. And so now you're just like, well, I'm not really sure where he goes. You know, Atlanta uh, made a trade for DeJounte Murray yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know. That whole scenario is is not in play anymore either when it comes to D'Lo. So 
interesting to see what they're going to do there. I think the the biggest moves that, you know, we could see them make could come via trade as opposed to like free agency because they kind of have their their money tied up right now with Cat and D'Lo and and the rest of the the players that they have in there, you know, guys like Beasley and things like that. So, maybe we see a trade, but I think where they stand now is, you know, they got to the playoffs with this unit. Maybe they try to, you know, run it back with the same squad, pepper in a few guys that can help them, um, you know, kind of get over the top a little bit more. And maybe mm-hmm. we start to see some of the bigger changes next year. Yeah, that could be too. That could be the long-term game plan for sure. Still got a young core and nucleus. Ton of rumors flying around. Maybe a reunion with Tyus Jones back in Minnesota. This that morning would be a good ESPN, piece. This morning an ESPN Insider mentioned DeAndre Ayton could be a, a possibility for the T-Wolves nah. too. A lot of names getting flown out there. A lot of smoke. It's so interesting in the NBA because it's the draft first and then yeah. free agency. And so I think different that's how it should be done. That's how it should be done. I'm such an NFL guy, and obviously you see free agency, you get all the prize studs, they make all the money, and then you fill the rest of your needs in the draft when really you shouldn't. You should still be going BPA. But nonetheless, that's a conversation for another day. That's a wrap here. Back here tomorrow, breaking down more Twins, Vikings, plenty more. Remember, like, rate, review, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports. He's Reggie Wilson. Follow him on Twitter at ReggieWilsonTV and on Care 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out. Be blessed. Spread love today. This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.